0: Hi, everybody. It's Tuesday. Election Day is finally here. It is with polls opening this morning from coast to coast. We got everything you need to know. It is November 8th. This is today. Decision 2022. Americans casting their ballots in the most hotly contested midterm election in a generation. Control of Congress and the president's agenda on the line. The power in
1: America lies where it
0: always does in your hands, the hands of the people. Record-breaking turnout expected today with more than 42 million votes already cast. Security tight at polling places all around the country to help ensure the integrity of the vote. As former President Donald Trump delivers his final pitch overnight, we'll break it all down. The closely fought races, the uncertainty surrounding the outcome, and what it could mean for you and your family inching closer a state of emergency in florida its east coast under a hurricane watch as nicole churns in the atlantic just ahead the very latest on the timing and the track of this dangerous storm breaking overnight power outage that record-shattering powerball drawing worth nearly two billion dollars Postponed at the last possible moment. This morning, what went wrong, and when those winning numbers will finally be announced? Today, Tuesday, November eighth, twenty twenty-two.
2: From NBC News, this is a special edition of Today, Election Day, twenty twenty-two, with Savannah Guthrie and Hoda Kotb, live from Studio One A in Rockefeller Plaza. Good
0: morning. Welcome to today. It is here. Thank you for joining us Tuesday morning, election day in America.
3: And at this hour, many polling centers Mm -hmm. have just opened like this one in Indianapolis, Indiana. Voters already lining up to vote early.
0: Yeah, there's a reason for this intense interest. The balance of power in Congress is at stake. And as the day begins, some key races are extremely close. In fact, it could actually take weeks to determine who
3: wins that? We could be here for a little yeah. while. Republicans need to pick up just five seats to take control of the House of Representatives. In the Senate, they need to flip just one to take control. And this morning, in addition to issues like the economy and abortion, many voters and candidates are also focusing on the integrity of the election itself. In fact, security at polling sites has become a
0: top priority for intelligence and law enforcement officials. All of this setting the stage for the nation's agenda for the next two years and raising the stakes for the 2024 presidential election. So we have a
3: lot to yeah. get to. Let's get it started. Our correspondence spread out across the country and here in our studio as well. We'll start with NBC's Peter Alexander in Battleground, Pennsylvania. Peter, good morning.
4: Hey, Savannah and Hoda, good morning to you. After a long and chaotic campaign, it is finally election day. We are here in those crucial Philadelphia suburbs that could determine the races in this state. 7 a.m., the polls here just opening up with control of Congress on the line, as well as the the direction of our democracy. And for Republicans, possibly a last-minute distraction with the former president, Donald Trump, promoting his own future plans. This morning, Decision Day. After all the rallies and wall-to-wall political ads, voters across the country get the final say. Whether Democrats retain control of Congress or Republicans regain majorities in the House and Senate. Overnight, President Biden arriving back at the White House acknowledging Democrats have an uphill battle.
2: The Democrats win the House? I think it's going to be tough, I think we can. I think we'll win the Senate. I think the House is tougher.
4: That after he and former President Trump hosted dueling rallies. We know in our bones that our democracy is at risk. Mr. Trump in Ohio is predicting a Republican route. If you want to save your rights and liberties, you have to start... By dealing a humiliating rebuke to the radical left in this election. And hinting at a possible comeback, White House bid. Republicans need to gain just five more seats to win control of the House. And in the Senate, Republicans need to gain just one, with nine Senate seats considered competitive. And Democratic incumbents facing tough challenges in states like Arizona, Nevada, and Georgia. Here in Pennsylvania, it would be a Democratic pickup if John Fetterman can beat Republican Dr. Mehmet Oz.
5: I need every one of you to get out the votes. This is a transformative election. It's
4: going to send a loud message to Washington. The heightened tensions across the country and some candidates who've already cast doubts on election results leading to security concerns. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi back in Washington after her husband was brutally attacked casting many Republicans' rhetoric as dangerous, speaking to CNN. There is one party
0: that is doubting the outcome of the election, feeding that flame, and mocking any uh, violence that happens.
4: U.S. intelligence and law enforcement agencies are gearing up for a variety of potential threats today, according to Justice Department officials, from extremist violence and cyber attacks to intimidation of election workers and voters. The FBI says the threats are highest in states where Donald Trump contested the 2020 election results. And a legal fight in Pennsylvania has already exploded over how some ballots are counted here with Democrats, including the Fetterman campaign, filing that suit to make sure that undated or incorrectly dated mail-in ballots will count as just one more example of how every vote in every one of these states. Could matter going down to the wire hoda and savannah uh
0: yeah peter it all comes down to results so when can we expect results coming out of the pennsylvania election
4: yeah we may be here for a while as you guys just noted under pennsylvania law they can't begin the counties can't begin scanning and counting those mail-in ballots until right now until 7 a.m on election day the acting secretary of state hoda saying that it could be a few days before they have a good sense of the winners here especially in states like this where the races are razor thin, certainly the top of the ticket with Oz and Fetterman. Back to you. Yeah, I guess pack your patience. All right, Peter
3: Alexander for us there in Pennsylvania. Peter, thank you. At West, another crucial state that could tip the balance of power, Nevada, where multiple House and Senate seats. A Senate seat is up for grabs. NBC's Jacob Soboroff in Las Vegas this morning with an eye on those races. Jacob, good morning.
6: Hey, Savannah, good morning to you. As they say out here in Vegas, it is a high-stakes contest in Nevada. At the top of the ticket, a senatorial election that could not be tighter between Senator uh, Cortez Masto and a Republican challenger, Adam Laxalt. At the issues that everyone is talking about here, abortion and affordability, and affordability was not hard for us to see as a top issue as we crisscrossed the streets of Las Vegas with canvassers working to get out the vote. We continually heard time and time again as we walked those streets that the cost of living here is what matters most to voters
3: and Jacob election integrity obviously a big issue Uh, this year what what are the folks in Nevada doing to ensure it
6: Oh, it is absolutely top of mind for election officials out here, particularly because Adam Laxalt, the Republican challenger himself, contested the results of the 2020 presidential election out here with since debunked claims of thousands of illegal votes. Last night, we got an exclusive tour from the man in charge of elections in Las Vegas. His name is Joe Gloria. He took us inside his election headquarters. He told us he is confident in the fairness and the accuracy of the vote that's going to take place inside the building that you're looking at uh, on your screen right now. He also said he welcomes Department of Justice federal monitors to make sure people federal civil rights and voting rights are upheld. But what he did say is it is not going to be necessarily an early night here in Nevada this evening. And that is because of state law to ensure a fair and accurate vote. It could be 10 days before we have a final result here if it is close in Nevada, Savannah. All
3: right. All right, Jacob, thank you very much. In Las Vegas for us,
0: going to be a long one. Now, let's focus on one of the most talked about races in the lead up to Election Day. The Senate battle in Georgia, NBC's uh, national correspondent Gabe Gutierrez is joining us now from a polling place right there in Atlanta. Gabe, good morning.
2: Hi, Hoda, good morning. Well, interest is intense here, and all you have to do is take a look behind me. Take a look at this line that has already formed here in Fulton County in one of the polling locations that actually started forming about 15 minutes before polls opened a short time ago. And all eyes are on that Senate race, as you mentioned. Football legend Herschel Walker, who has denied allegations during the campaign that he paid for two women's abortions, has tried to link incumbent Senator Raphael Warnock to President Biden and rising inflation. Now, Warnock, a minister, has slammed Walker as unfit for office, and a pathological liar. Now, with control of the U.S. Senate hanging in the balance of more than a quarter billion dollars has poured into this race. Now, a record-breaking two and a half million people have already voted here in Georgia, either in person or by mail. And this might not be over uh, today or even later this week because there is a third-party candidate. And if no candidate reaches the 50 percent threshold here in Georgia, it all goes to a runoff election next month. Well,
0: Gabe, we know this one's going to be a real close one. Every single vote is counting. So I would imagine turnout is going to be really important.
2: Yeah, that's exactly right, Hoda. Both Republicans and Democrats searching for every last vote. And there's also intense interest about a controversy in a suburban Atlanta county, Cobb County, where the ACLU filed a lawsuit saying that more than a thousand people did not receive their absentee ballots by mail. Now, several hundred of them ended up voting in person, but another several hundred still did not get those. Now, a judge has extended the ballot deadline for those ballots to be received until next week. But again, this could be days, even weeks before we find out the final result here in Georgia. Every vote counts, Hoda. It sure
3: does. All right. Gabe Gutierrez for us there in Atlanta. Gabe, thank
2: you. Got another closely watched race
3: in the state of Arizona. Turnout is key. As always, NBC's Von Hilliard in Paradise Valley. That's just outside of Phoenix. Hi, Von. Good morning.
7: Yeah, good morning, Savannah, from your home state, where there are two major tight races at play here. Republican Blake Masters is trying to oust incumbent Democratic Senator Mark Kelly. If the GOP picks up this seat, it could shift the balance of power in the U.S. Senate. As for the governor's race, Carrie Lake is perhaps Donald Trump's favorite candidate of 2022. She's the former local news anchor who has been at the forefront of pushing those 2020 election conspiracy theories. But the major question here is how those independent voters will swing. Republicans are heavily relying on their economic pitch as well as their border security efforts. But I was having a conversation here this week with Katie Hobbs. She's a Democrat running for governor against Carrie Lake. And she said that if she wins her race tonight, the top reason will be because Arizonans uh, prioritize the rejection of these election conspiracy theories and the threats to the election process.
3: Security, obviously a big concern for poll workers and voters there. What are the preparations that you've seen?
7: Right, Maricopa County, where we are right now, was really the epicenter of the scrutiny, those audits and the conspiracy theories around the 2020 election. And just over the last few weeks, we have seen those concerns about voter intimidation at those ballot drop boxes. But just last night, the Maricopa County Sheriff said that not only are they setting up fencing and barbed wire, but they're also positioning deputies around the county's tabulation center because of concerns about the threats to election workers. Now, this is the building where those ballots, when they come in today, will be processed and counted. Savannah.
3: All right, Vaughn, thank you. Let's take a wider view of what to watch for tonight. Steve Kornacki over at the Big Board. He's going to sleep there tonight, and he'll break down where we'll start seeing the results. But first, let's go to NBC's Hallie Jackson with a closer look. I mean, first of all, let's talk about Trump, shall we? Because I know he's hoping that we will, since he teased an announcement on November 15th. And this cuts both ways for Republicans on the eve of an election day. There
8: had been some discussion, hey, people who really wanted him to wait until after the midterms to make the announcement, which, sure, technically he is. But by teasing this announcement, so what are we talking about this morning on the Today Show on Election Day? We're talking about Donald right, former president who may make another run. I spoke with somebody close with him um, in, the, in the wee hours of the morning who was with him very, very recently, who, who said, you know, he's really angry. He still feels very aggrieved about the way that he was treated while in office. And I said, but why now? Right. Talk about the timing here. And I do think that there is an acknowledgement that maybe this will box out some people who could end up in a crowded Republican primary that by declaring early, perhaps it, it shows a former president flexing some muscle and maybe some of these potential candidates who are on the bubble might not run. Now, Ron DeSantis, I think a lot of he's going to do it regardless. Mike Pence, same thing. By the way, you know what else happens on November 15th? Mike Pence is Book drops. Mm. This former vice president, somebody who he's had a difficult relationship with since the sixth. Well, th- this is all about 2024. I think we still
3: have 2022 I, to, hanging out tonight? to yeah. discuss. And and uh what are let's talk Republicans first. Sure. Uh, you know, all of the polls suggest the momentum is on Republican yes. side. That said, a lot of these like race by race, it's tight. It's as tight as it can be. What are the Republicans talking to you about? I
8: think acknowledging that that who knows which way it could go, but honestly, feeling good. I mean, just across the board, everybody that I've talked to has been feeling like at this point. Where the conversation is about managing expectations. In other words, if it's a medium-sized red wave versus a humongous red wave, are people going to say, well, even if Republicans did take back the House, it wasn't by a lot. So the, but the fact that the conversation is on expectation management, I think, tells you a lot about where it is. The conversation is not so much about, hey, we're nervous about X, Y, and Z race. It's about how good should we feel. Now, again, you know, who knows what will happen, but I think that's generally the mood on that side.
3: I mean, the Democrats, the fundamentals are against them. Right. The economy, history is against them. The party in power and the White House generally uses loses seats in that first midterm election. So what are Democrats saying? They feel like the House is gone, but the Senate's a maybe? Kind of. And, and I think you're, to your point, the enthusiasm factor could potentially, right, if,
8: if enough Democratic voters turn out, that's kind of the hope here. I would say one person described it to me as uncertain. I would characterize it as pretty grim. I had one Dem- Democratic member of Congress say to me, yeah, they're, they're
3: preparing for a House Speaker Kevin McCarthy, which I think says a lot. OK, well, we will have to see when, when the votes are counted. We'll be there late tonight together, as will Steve Kornacki be with us. He's over at the big board this morning. And um, Steve, let's talk about the races that we're going to see.
9: Yeah, interesting range of possibilities. Just in terms of that question of when we're going to know. And a reminder: we say every vote counts, every seat counts here. 50-50 Senate. Republicans needing just five seats to take the House. That's the closest the minority party's been in a midterm in almost a century coming into a midterm. So when do we start getting some clarity? Well, here are some key early states tonight. I think to take a look uh, at seven o'clock Eastern Time. The polls are going to close in Georgia now. It did take a long time in 2020 to get the results called in Georgia, but the key here is that there. Have been some changes in how they count the vote or how they're planning to count the vote and release the vote in Georgia that could get a sped up count. So it could be in that 7 to 8 o'clock hour tonight out of Georgia we're getting a significant amount of the result. And Of course, the wild card, as you heard in that report, is if neither candidate gets to 50 percent, we may not have a winner tonight, but we may know if there's going to be a runoff or not. But Georgia, we could get a lot of votes early tonight, maybe more than we did in the past. At 7.30, Ohio and North Carolina are both going to close. These are Senate races where Democrats are trying to flip Republican seats and where Democrats probably come into today as underdogs. So again, we should get a fair amount of vote reported out quickly in both of these states. And what you're looking for here in Ohio and North Carolina is are there signs that Democrats are overperforming, overachieving? Because these are the kinds of states Democrats would be winning or would be very close to on a good night for them and a night when they're overachieving. So that could be portending how the rest of the night might go in other states. So keep an eye on those. Then you go to the flip side of it. What states are going to keep us awake the longest tonight and really for the week? Pennsylvania, you mentioned 2020. It got called in the presidential election. 11.30 a.m. the Saturday after. Might be a little bit faster. They're allowing the counties to count overnight. They're encouraging them to. And then Nevada, Arizona. I just think those are going to be the longest. And you're not talking hours. You're talking potentially days. And we could be waiting on Senate control for either or both of those states.
3: All
0: right, Steve. Steve Kornacki. Steve, thank you. Long night hey. ahead for you guys. Yeah,
3: it's going to be a long one. Uh-huh. And a reminder, we will be here. We'll bring you the very latest results and analysis throughout the night. Special coverage starts at 6 p.m. Eastern on NBC News Now, and hope you'll join us. Lester Holt will be here. Our entire NBC News team, we start at 8 o'clock Eastern and Pacific uh, right here on NBC. We're going late into the night and early into the morning. Indeed. Uh, it 7:17. We do have some other news, including
0: a hurricane watch. It's issued along the eastern coast of Florida. Dylan is in for our she has got the latest and also a first check of the national forecast. Hey, Dylan, morning. Good morning, guys. As if there's not enough
10: going on, let's throw a tropical storm into the mix. Still technically a subtropical storm at this time, just because of the nature, the way it's uh, structured right now. It's moving uh, northwest at eight miles per hour. Winds are currently up to 50 miles per hour, but you can see just how large this storm is. So as it moves to the west and hits the Bahamas and hits the the east coast of Florida, the winds extend so far out from the center of the storm that even later, Tonight, we'll begin to see those 40-mile-per-hour gusts possible along the coast of Florida. So it is expected to inch closer and closer to the Bahamas today. And then Thursday, more like Wednesday night into early Thursday morning, it could strengthen into a Category 1 hurricane, a weak Category 1 hurricane. It's really just semantics at that point. But either way, we are looking for several inches of rain and widespread wind gusts up to 40, 50 miles per hour. Then it takes this turn to the north as we go closer to the weekend and will likely bring all of that rain through the Carolinas into the north as we go through Saturday and Sunday, so we could see widespread three to four inches of rain, especially down near Orlando, into Jacksonville, up into Savannah. We could also have the potential of seeing up to seven inches of rain. That could lead to uh, flooding of streams and rivers and also uh, poor drainage areas as well. And this heavy rain extends up into the Northeast as the tropical system makes its way into the Northeast. And we could see as much as three to four inches of rain there as well. Elsewhere across the country, record heat expected today down along the Gulf Coast and more uh, snow in the mountains out West and rain along the coast. We could even see some flooding in parts of California. And that's
0: your latest forecast. All right, Dylan, thank you. All right, still ahead, guys. Keep your Powerball tickets <laughs> Because overnight, that nearly two billion dollar drawing was put on hold. And Sam, we have a question. What? What happened?
5: <laughs> what happened? All right. I got our ticket, by the way, our winning ticket, right here. Look, hold it. You have forty-five different states and three other lotteries that are participating in Powerball. If any single one of them hits a snag, it holds things up for everybody. That is what happened overnight. So when is this drawing going to take place?
3: That story. Right after this. All right, uh, we're gonna get to that and more. I guess it's too late to buy a ticket, right? That's over. Yeah. yeah, that okay. part's over. All right, we're back in a minute. First, this is today on NBC.
11: When you're hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed.
3: 7.30 after months of campaigning, all those ads. It's here, Election <laughs> Day. American flags are whooping in the wind here at 30 Rock inside Studio 1A. Tom Yamas is joining us. He is in for Craig this morning. Thank Oda us. and I are trying to dress the I party. was going to
9: say, red, white, We're and blue, blue red outside. Green. Red, white, and blue in here. I love it. The oh, Patriotism. Yeah.
0: we decided it was time for this I'm today. like the flagpole, yeah. maybe. Like, I don't know I'm trying
9: to do a monochrome. All
0: right, guys, let's get right to our 7.30 headlines. There is new evidence this morning that the flu season is hitting the U.S. earlier and harder than it has in years. Flu hospitalizations are now at their highest level since 2010. The CDC estimates more than one and a half million Americans have already contracted the influenza virus so far this season. 730 of those cases turning deadly, including two children. The South, especially
3: Tennessee, South Carolina, and Alabama, seeing the highest percentage of cases. Officials at Cornell University have suspended all fraternity parties and social events after at least four students reported being drugged and one described being sexually assaulted at a fraternity-affiliated off-campus house. Now, the name of the fraternity was not released, but officials say there will be no parties allowed until school staff members and students leaders are confident they can occur safely all right well guys if you were hoping maybe you'll wake up this morning two billion dollars richer just wait you might maybe it'll be tomorrow we had to put those dreams on hold for the night this
0: is such a weird story so last night's powerball drawing the largest jackpot in history was suddenly delayed. NBC's Sam Brock joins us from Coral Gables. Florida, he's got the latest on what happened. Hey, Sam, morning.
5: Hoda, Savannah, Tom, good morning. Some major drama with the Powerball. And now we do have an update. After a nearly 10-hour-long delay, the Powerball numbers have been drawn. And guys, that extra time gave an extra boost to the jackpot, which is now over $2 billion. Essentially, this network of lotteries, the Multi-State Lottery Association, has 45 states, Puerto Rico, U.S. Virgin, islands and the district of columbia all participating one of them did not get their data in on time we don't know which one but the reality right now is it has affected everything powerball pandemonium this morning at last a drawing and the jackpot climbing even higher cracking 2 billion to 2.04 After a dramatic delay, drawing for that record-breaking $1.9 billion jackpot overnight after a processing issue for one state. Following that announcement, an agonizing all-night wait, the Powerball website showing results pending. The Multi-State Lottery Association releasing a statement overnight saying, Powerball has stringent security requirements to protect the integrity of the game, and that, One participating lottery is still processing its sales and play data. Powerball requires all 48 participating lotteries to submit their data prior to the winning numbers being selected. Now, finally, a drawing in Tallahassee, Florida. For the past week, Powerball fever reaching an all-time high. This is the largest jackpot in United States history. With the $1.9 up for grabs Monday night, Americans across the country we're hoping to beat the odds. Probably buy an island for the family and move away from everybody. Now, it is important to note that the official Powerball accounts, their app, has not so far tweeted out whether or not there was a winner. Not clear on that front. They also haven't identified which state here is to blame for what happened. But we do have winning numbers to share for you. Let's show that on the screen right now. It is 10-33-41-47-56 with the red Powerball number number. Ten. Always wanted to do that. One of the reasons that the Powerball jackpot got so large in the first place is because back in 2015, they added more numerical combinations. So, guys, the odds of winning went from 1 in 175 million to 1 in 300 million, which is where we stand right now. Hoda Savannah, Tom, let me send it back to you.
3: I mean, what is going on? I have no idea. (laughs) Okay. Coming up, we're going to dive into The Crown on the eve of its highly anticipated return with the cast is saying to us about the new season's controversial storylines.
9: But first, Tom Costello is taking a closer look at today's midterms and what the results could mean for your family's bottom line.
1: Well, the bottom line is, as you know, inflation at a 40-year high, unemployment at a 50-year low. What impact will the elections have, depending on who wins, on your family's financial condition? We'll have that when we come back.
3: Welcome back. Well, on this election day, issues surrounding the economy are a top priority for many, many voters.
0: Yeah. Prices and inflation remain stubbornly high. The stock market way down and there are widespread concerns about a possible recession.
9: And so many are asking this question. What impact will
1: the midterms have on your money? NBC's Tom Costello joins us with that part of the story. Good morning, Tom. Hey, Tom. Hi, guys. Good morning. So, you know, the truth is Congress has really very little, if any, direct impact on things like inflation, on gas prices, which are set globally, or the financial markets. But surveys indicate the midterms could come down to a simple question. Which party do you think is going to help you pay your bills? As voters head to the polls, many say their number one priority is what's in their wallet. And definitely the economy,
6: gas prices, food prices. I'm single. Um, I'm a teacher, but I have five other jobs.
1: big
9: thing that's driving my vote is, is just trying to get a handle on inflation and try to hopefully make a difference.
1: But economists point out inflation is the result of complex global forces, and it's the independent Federal Reserve, not Congress, that's actually in charge of fighting inflation. The reality is that elected officials really don't have a lot of tools at their disposal that can address inflation. But what they can do is impact taxes or pass spending bills. President Biden is defending his record. Since I came to office, we've created 10 million brand new jobs. While Republicans blame high inflation on the current administration. Inflation is all tied to reckless government spending. If Republicans take control of Congress, they're expected to extend or reinstate Trump-era tax cuts on corporations and wealthy individuals, a move the president is likely to resist. So
4: they can talk a
1: lot about wanting to
4: cut taxes or extend the 2017 tax cut, but uh, they will have to
1: negotiate essentially with the White House to achieve what it is they want to do. If Democrats stay in control, they might push for expanded social benefits like paid family leave or universal pre-K and extend the child tax credit. Meanwhile, in more than a dozen states, voters will be deciding on ballot measures affecting their own bottom line. From Massachusetts and California, considering new taxes on high earners, to Nebraska and Nevada, where the minimum wage could be raised.
8: They've never raised it to match inflation. It's never happened. It's never going to happen.
1: And for millions of Americans looking at their sagging investments and retirement accounts, a smooth, fair election should help boost stock markets, regardless of which party comes out on top. All right, Tom. So if Republicans do take control of Congress, what else could change? Well, listen, economists say the one consequence could be another round of battles over the debt ceiling, which the government is expected to hit in early 23. Republicans have suggested that they would only agree to raise that debt ceiling in exchange for spending cuts. Why does that matter? The last time this happened during the Obama administration, when we had a fight between Congress and the White House, the federal government lost its AAA credit rating that sent the stock market sliding more than 5 percent, guys.
9: Okay, Tom Costello for us this morning. Tom, we thank you for that.
1: Uh
3: Okay. I know what I was going (laughs) to say. All right. Let's just talk about the weather, shall we, Dylan? What's up? (laughs) Well, we do have some
10: nice weather to talk about, uh, especially in the middle of the country if you like the heat. So the unseasonably warm temperatures are continuing back through Kansas City into Chicago. Nashville, 75 degrees today. You'll notice up and down the East Coast, it's a little bit chillier than it has been recently. We're going to sink back down into the 50s for a couple days, but all of this warm air is going to move eastward. Now, as we go into tomorrow, Milwaukee should hit 64, St. Louis, 75 degrees. Omaha, Nebraska, 77. That's 25 degrees above average. Hang on to it while you can, though, because colder air is coming. Chicago sinks down to 36 degrees for a high on Saturday. St. Louis, a high on Saturday of only 39 degrees. Cincinnati, 43. And just like the warm air is coming to the East Coast, that cold air will be coming also so next week we'll be in the 40s up and down the east coast but enjoy the weekend it does come with some rain but it does look like temperatures should be in the 60s even some lower 70s in washington dc on friday and that is your latest forecast
0: thank you dylan Mm -hmm. all right how about this guys a moment of calm to begin the day how about this the beautiful images of the historic blood moon total lunar eclipse overnight we'll talk about that coming up right after this
6: Dateline True Crime Weekly to get new episodes starting Thursday
10: wherever you get your podcasts.
0: All right, we're back. Parkin joins the Stunning images of the Whoa. blood moon eclipse overnight. That's a wow. It'd be
5: cool if that wasn't sped up, if that's actually how yeah. fast it went in real life. <laughs> uh, this marks the first total lunar eclipse visible in the U.S. on an election day, and the last until 2025. As for that reddish hue that you see, NASA says the color comes when the entire moon is in the Earth's shadow. The more dust or clouds wow. in the atmosphere, the redder it appears. So Dylan, it's so cool.
0: oh, over
10: yeah. to you, Dylan. I know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, it's
5: explain. Well,
10: really cool. it's like pretend I was the sun, shining <laughs> yeah. my light on you're okay. the Earth, and you're the Moon. Okay. And if I'm shining my light on you, yeah. your shadow is blocking I'm it blocking okay. you. Okay.
0: okay. So you're
10: kind of like <laughs> moving in your shadow is uh, moving in front oh, of oh, Savannah. I'm a blue moon. So how was it <laughs> yes. red? How was it red? So because the Earth is, yeah. you know, uh-huh. smaller than yeah. Yeah. the Sun, yeah. there's the ring around the, oh, the Sun rim. that kind uh, of can get uh, around. And we missed it.
5: It's over, window. right? It happened last. Yeah, it day. happened overnight. So we had we to wait until, until 2025.
10: So, oh. <laughs> so you, you, <laughs> right. so you could. Well, in 2025 a we'll get it right.
0: And you could have predicted this one a long time ago. Hundreds of years. ago. Hundreds of years ago, we would have known it was this day. I
9: feel like we're late to this. Story. well we have we can plan for the next one because it's 2025 yes. right yes. Well, we'll be ready i'm gonna to post go my it. bloody mary moon recipe <laughs> yeah.
3: online
5: for the next viewing Smart. party right.
3: yes. yes i love that what's what's coming up yeah. we got a
5: lot coming up Uh, Joanna Gaines is 20 feet away, so there's that. That's awesome. People's Sexiest Man Alive, we're going to reveal that. Whoa! Plus, we have a new host for the Oscars. Well, not new, but a confirmed host for this year. All of that on Popstar.
0: And as Carson said, she's got a brand new book, Joanna Gaines. It's called The Stories We Tell. A beautiful, beautiful, not a memoir, but just a book of her life. We'll talk about that.